excited about this new building. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Hey, well, so today we are starting our series called Church 1.0, and, and it's taken, we're going to read a, a passage of Scripture very shortly, um, and, and this is uh, a passage of Scripture for this series, and it's from Acts chapter 2, but, but this is a series about the early church, and, and what the early church did, and they had four practices uh, then uh, when the church first started there from Acts chapter 2, and uh, and, and here's the thing, even though we may be 2,000 years plus onwards, we may have uh, amazing technology and, and culture maybe change or different and our world is quite different then, these four practices still apply to us today and can be very, very real to us today. And, and so over the next four weeks, we're going to look at four of these practices and, and, and just how it can change our lives. Because here's the thing, the Bible says that the early church uh, grew in number daily, uh, because of these four things. Uh, and so, come on, we're going to look at that this morning. So let's get straight into the Word of God. And you'll have some uh, handout notes in front of you right now. You can follow along there. And uh, if you haven't got a, a Bible there, or, or maybe it's on your phone, or you're new to uh, being uh, in church, or maybe this is your first time, you can check those notes out and be able to participate and follow along there. So from Acts chapter 2, verse 42, it says this. It says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles, but all the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So they devoted themselves to four things uh, that Scripture talks about, four practices. Uh, firstly, to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. And, and these four practices had a huge impact on their community and, and the world that they lived in in those, those times. It, it says daily that people were getting added to their number, so... So we're going to have a put ourselves into this context uh, we, and see why these practices should apply to us today, to our lives in 2019. It's really a series about the, the why behind the what. It's going to be a really cool series. So I really encourage you to, to attend for the next four weeks, and actually for every Sunday for the next 20 years will be great. You can attend. But, but if you do miss one on our website, you can listen to the messages, elamchristiancenter.co.nz or .org.nz. Now, you might be surprised by this, but I, am, I, I think I'm actually a pretty good cook. Uh, I, I can bake a few things, and Denise will probably be shaking her head right now. And, uh, uh, but over the years in my, my chef career, I have made quite a few things that I'm quite proud of. And, and one of those are loaves of bread. I've made loaves of bread in the bread maker. And, and, and a few times... <laughs> Most of the time, they come out really, really awesome. They were just fantastic loaves of bread. But, but on a few occasions, uh, you, you would open the bread maker up, and there would be a, like a hard rock in the bottom of it. Uh, or you would open it up sometimes, and they would look fantastic until you took, a, took the first slice, and they would taste absolutely horrible. Uh, and, and every time, every time, uh, Denise would say to me, well, did you follow the recipe? Of course I followed mostly the recipe, uh, and, and I, I kind of put, did she, and then she would say, did you put them in the right order? 
Well, pretty much, I put them in the right order. And, and after the 75th loaf uh, that was pretty nasty and pretty bad, she would say, well, if you're not going to follow the recipe, you're not going to get what you want. <laughs> if you don't follow the recipe. So, so I, I generally didn't follow the recipe accurately enough. Uh, because I was either busy or I was just running around or I was late for something. And, and, and it was in those times that you would open the bread maker, I would pull out this hard thing, and you would put it in the garden because it was a nice rock ornament. Uh, you couldn't eat it. It was so hard. <laughs> but here's the thing. It, it, it's amazing when, uh, about the recipe. The early church discovered a recipe uh, that could see their community change and transform for God. Uh, but here's the thing, we're, we're all the same at times. You and I, we're, we're, we're all the same. Uh, no matter how old or young you are, there's times in our lives where we just want to do it our way. I'll do it when I want, when I like. If I don't like it, I'm not going to do it. We, we, try to, we try to put things on there. If I want to go off track and go, go bushwalking, I'll go bushwalking. If I don't want to stick to the road, I won't stick to the road. I'll do it when I want, if I want to. And, and really, it's one of those things that, as being human, I think we all, we all have or we all go through. And, uh, but then there's a time in our lives when we come to this point and we end up in a situation or, or our life, we end up in a place where we didn't want to be. And we are so surprised that we ended up there. It's like if you're going to drive down this road, you're going to end up there, right? If you decide to go off-road and go everywhere, you, you, well, you, who knows where you're going to end up, if you end up there. It's an amazing thing about a recipe that uh, it's like, you know, the Edmunds cookbook is an amazing cookbook. And if you follow it, if you follow the recipe well, you, you will have amazing cakes and amazing things in there. But if you don't follow the recipe, some, it generally doesn't turn out the way you expect. One thing that always kind of amazes me is that, that we can be so, I was, every time I made a loaf of bread, every time there was a, it was a hard rock of loaf of bread, I was so surprised that it never worked out the way it should have. There was a picture in the book, and it should have been like that, but it didn't because I didn't follow the recipe closely enough. And I think we're all the same, and, and the early church gives us a recipe uh, to follow, to follow, and it's so relevant to us today. And the first practice, so over the next four weeks, we're going to look at the four different practices, but the first one, uh, like a recipe for us, is, is that we can learn from the early church, and it was this, it was, it was to the apostles' teaching, we saw that in Scripture, and that's every time they were together, whenever they gathered together. Now, today, for some of us, uh, for us in our context, this is where, where and when we all come together. So we, this morning, I've got a, one big idea that we're going to talk about, and, and, and really this morning is all about why Sundays matter, why Sundays matter. Now, here at Elam, I must just say right at the start that, that we're not into titles, we're not into titles, but, but we believe in preaching the Word of God. Uh, it, it's a non-negotiable for us. It's, it's like whether that's by a pastor or the power zone teachers or the, the, under, the Sparks team leaders or maybe small group leaders or by guest ministries or, or by people who are gifted to teach. The Word of God can change situations and it changes lives. Because why? Because it is living and breathing and active in us. So, so I've got a few thoughts this morning that personally for me uh, are important about Sundays and why Sundays matter to me. The first thing is this, that Sunday services uh, matter to me because they are for celebration. It's the time to celebrate. Uh, Psalm 122 verse 1, it says, I was glad uh, when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Now, I think church should be fun. 
church should be, should be really fun. I found, out, I found that people who don't normally attend church, uh, don't really, they get really surprised when we laugh in church, that, that sometimes half, a, lot of, a lot of churches or maybe a lot of our perspectives of churches is something that, that we're people wearing robes and there's, there's silence and there's no, no laughing or, or fun in there at all. But, and, and, and I just want, I've discovered that, that if we are dull and boring, people will think that God is dull and boring. Uh, and, and I don't know about you, but that's not the God. I don't serve a dull and boring God. I believe, uh, serve a God who is a celebration God. He celebrates you. He celebrates the gift of, that he's given you. And, and, and I think we should be an expression of who we are. And Sunday services for me are a time to celebrate. In Nehemiah 8 verse 10, it says this, For the joy of the Lord is your strength. And I just wonder about if you were to leave this place today and, and just with under, even taking that scripture away there, that, that a strength in your life can be the joy that you have in God. Have you ever thought about that? Because sometimes we can go through our, our weeks and our, and, and our lives just be like being the most exciting person in the world and wonder why nobody wants to be my friend. Or when I invite them to church, they don't want to come because church is so amazing. But imagine, imagine uh, having that through the situations of life where, where uh, that we were known for a, to have a strength in our life that is found in joy. But not just joy in our situations because we'll never find that. Not joy in, sometimes even in, in ourselves because we will always feel like we're not quite enough. But, but joy, uh, a strength of having joy in the Lord. Imagine that. Imagine uh, living our lives like that. And because, because here's the thing, it, it makes perfect sense that, that when God's family get together, we celebrate God and we celebrate with crunchy bars, people, people's events and the lives that are going on there. It's just amazing, like driver's license and birthdays. It's, it's like, I, I think our God celebrate. He's a celebration God, I reckon. Uh, that's why. Now, that's why in our praise and worship is all about celebrating His goodness and, and His faithfulness and His love, uh, His power, the things that He's done. And that's why, that's why we celebrate with praise reports. I, I keep hearing amazing reports. I was talking to uh, someone just before the service about a couple of years ago where they uh, had, had lost their job or got made redundant, but within we prayed and, and we, we, we prayed and we expected breakthrough and within that week he'd got another job and it was just amazing and I was just talking with them this morning that, wow, that was two and a half years ago. And I can remember giving him crunchy bars and hearing this story that we celebrate. Uh, we serve a God who celebrates, and we want to celebrate those miracles and the breakthroughs that happen. And, and that's why we celebrate with crunchy bars, the, the amazing events in your life, like your birthdays and your anniversaries. I, I think that creates a, a huge amount of fun, but it, it kind of, it, it's a, I think our God loves that. I think he sits up there and, and he watches us and thinks, wow, way to go you. I think if he, if he could eat crunchy bars, he would, because, because I think he, he loves to see us having fun, but celebrating the things that he's done in our lives in each one. So I, I, kinda, I tend to think, uh, I, I love church so much, I love Sunday so much that, especially I love Elam Pukakoi here the most of all, and, and I love what God is doing here, I love to come and worship, and no matter what's going on with my week, I just determine to fix my eyes on Him and worship anyway, and, and, and I, I just, I'm so excited for our new building, because I think there's hundreds more people that will come and celebrate God with you and I. <laughs> uh, the second thing is this, is that I think it's really important, Sundays are really important, because they are for inspiration. 
here's the reality. Life, your life and my life are really, really busy. We all have pressures and from work and pressures from home and, and, and we all get busy and we all get tired, but, but we want to create these uh, Sunday services for inspiration so, so where we can start the week in the way we intend to complete the week. See, for me, Sundays, Sundays here when we all come together, like the family coming together, it's like the, like the locker room. Imagine, it's like the All Blacks locker room where we kind of come together and we talk about strategy and we, we, we talk about, uh, about how everyone's doing and we, the ones who have got pulled hamstrings, we, we help them out and we, we, get them, uh, we get them better and that they can perform better. And, but we all want people to be on the same page and it's like, yeah, we get a pep talk as well. Like, you can do this. God is for you. It's like a locker room. And, and, and I think Sundays, are, it's a place where the team is together to support and care for each other. You know, Sundays are a time also to, to catch our breath. I, I don't know about you, but just in, in communion or just in our worship this morning, it was just like, I, I kind of, yeah, sometimes you come to a point in life where you just, or in the service where you're just like, ah, okay, God, okay, and, and you just breathe out, you take big, deep breaths, and, and it's like a moment there where you can catch your breath. Or more importantly, you can catch His breath for your life. I'd encourage you to do that. Just whenever we, we have worship, if it's not your favorite song, you do it anyway. If you're not feeling like it, you, you do it anyway. You breathe in uh, the presence of God when you're here. The third thing is this, is that Sunday services are for preparation. See, I believe that we, we really try, I try my hardest to, to get messages and teaching that you, uh, to help you to develop your, your Christian walk uh, to, or to start a Christian walk, but so you can grow deeper, so you can grow stronger and more intimate relationship with our God because that's what he wants to do for you because he loves you so much. Our goal is to say things on Sunday to help you on Monday. Now, I'm not sure about you, but I've sat in these in services over the years and, and, and sat in church and I've got a whole list of things that I need God to do. I've got my priority list of the most important things, the thing I'm most desperate for. And, and I've kind of noticed that at times that through through our worship, through our times of worship, or even hearing the amazing stories of, of people celebrating what God has done in their lives, and then through the Word, that sometimes my priority list kind of gets like screwed up and thrown out, or they get reprioritized. Because it's times like every Sunday, we I, I chat to people afterwards that say, "Well, that was just for me today," and, and it's amazing how God speaks to you and to I. I think our, our the thing that we have to do or need to do is just have our ears open it and say, God, whatever you want to say to me today, I want to hear what you've got for me. Being open and hearing what he's saying. But, but here's the sad thing. Many, many people just don't get to enjoy the things that we've talked about because, because we have lots of reasons. And, and sometimes wherever your journey is or your story is, we, we, we can have thing, reasons like this, is that I see all the problems that's in the church. Or, or I've got hurt by someone in the church. The, the church is too judgmental. I, I don't need church to be a Christian. I'm too tired. I'm too busy. I'm too far away. I'm too this and that. And, and even though all of those statements are, are, are may hold true to you, there, there's a real strong encouragement that I want to draw your attention to in Hebrews this morning that, that we need to hear about what the Bible says, what Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews says about gathering together. So Hebrews 10 verse 19, 25, it says this. It says, therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain, that is his body. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings. 
having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. For he who promised is faithful. Listen to this. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. That's interesting. But encouraging one another and all the more as we see the day approaching. Did you hear that part there? Where people were getting into the habit of not going to church. So right at the get-go of this, of this series, uh, I, I want to put, put this challenge out there for you. That this is why one of the key reasons why Sunday services matter, why meeting together matters, why doing life together matters, why, why it must be a priority for us. Because, because Sundays are not all just about us. Sundays are not all just about us. Sundays are, are defining moments for, for people in their lives. And, and maybe for those who have never, ever set foot in a church before or those who are, who are struggling or hurting or, or, or sick or not well, maybe those who are lonely. I think there's a lot of lonely people in our world. And, and it can be a defining moment for those who have been invited to church for the first time. It can be a defining moment in your life as well. And so, so in this series, we're going we're gonna to unpack four things that, that I really want you to take this away during the week and look at it some more. Ask, ask the Lord to speak to you and show you some more about what you, He is saying to you. And, and, and here's the thing. Here's three quick things that, that happens when we, when we place a Sunday service or meeting together, gathered together to hear the teaching, to celebrate, to be inspired, to be prepared for our week. There's three things that, that, will, uh, that we can do or that will happen. The first thing is this, is that your kindness can change someone's life. Your kindness can change someone's life. Every week, every Sunday, people walk through these doors looking for hope, looking for purpose, looking for forgiveness, looking for redemption, looking for a second chance, looking for friends, looking for family. They're looking for freedom, looking for wisdom, grace and mercy. See, when our, when our perspective shifts from Sundays being less about us and shifting to more what God and, uh, about God and others, all of a sudden the atmosphere begins to shift because our eyes are open to see someone else who needs to have a meeting with the Lord. Lives can be changed uh, by just being our kindness, how we can show that to other people. See, most Sundays God will, God will generally show me each week, each week there's one or two people as as everyone's leaving and we, that's why I try to race out the door. It's not to try and beat everybody to the door, but it's like, the, I like going to the door because God, God just speaks to me, just shows me people during our service that, that maybe just need to be prayed for or, or just need to be encouraged for their week. And see, every Sunday, your story, my story, your smile, your warm welcome can be a catalyst for a God moment for someone. They can be a catalyst that sets up the week for them. See, I tend to think this. If I'm not here, I, I tend to think, if I'm not there, what conversations or opportunities might I miss? Great opportunities, I reckon. Second thing is this, is that your gift could change someone's life. So your kindness can change someone's life. Your gift can change someone's life. And Sundays are a big deal because, because someone's salvation could depend on you and I there. And the gift that you carry is not for you to hold on to. It's for you to give away and see what God does. This Thursday... Thursday just gone. I bought Denise some flowers. Thank you. <laughs> I bought her some flowers. Why? And, and uh, 
And I bought her those flowers because, because I know when I give her flowers is that she, she has a great smile on her face. Her, her face starts to light up and, and, and her whole demeanor changes because she loves flowers. Loves flowers. It's amazing what, what even though me buying just a, a, a bunch of flowers for someone I love, what the change it can do, how the atmosphere can change. I'd just like to say that I really love chocolate too, everybody. Just, just putting it out there. Just putting it out there. But, it, but it's amazing that, that sometimes the, the gift that we carry, when, when, we, when we put it out there, when we give it to someone else, how it just changes their whole demeanor. Even if that's just putting a smile on their face. I, I don't know about you, but, but smiles are few and far between these days when you go about our weeks. But you and I, we can change the atmosphere by the things that God has placed in your life. You, imagine just by you welcoming somebody at work or your customer who, who's on the phone and they're giving you a right old barreling down there, just the way that you react, how that could change that situation. I, I think that you have many gifts inside of each one of you that, that can change somebody's world and can change somebody's life if we put it out there. And, and I just think, I'm harping on about our building. I'm so excited. Did I have I said I'm excited about our building? Because, and, the, and, and the thing is, is this, is that there's, I, I think there's hundreds of people in our city, maybe thousands of people in our city uh, that don't experience a, a family, that, that they're lonely, that they're hurting, that they're, they're going to an eternity that's not with God. And, and you know, the church is a, carries a message of hope. You and I carry gifts that can completely turn around when we, Offer those gifts that can change the world. The third thing is this, is that to choose, I choose to be at church every Sunday because your invitation to church could change someone's life. Band, you guys could come up there right now. I, I think there's thousands of people all over our country, all over the world, and you may know some of those people right now that are just waiting for someone to invite them to come. They're just waiting. Maybe that's family or friends or workmates. Maybe that's doctors, nurses, neighbors, Maybe that's electricians or road workers or factory workers or business owners. They're just waiting for you and I to invite them. And, and we, plan, we plan our Sundays with, with this in mind that every Sunday we try to provide an environment where people can come and, and meet God, meet, some, meet a God who loves them and is interchanging people's lives. Because here's the thing, I, I don't want to build a crowd. We, we don't want to have a crowd because crowds come and go, but I want to see people uh, find find Jesus, find freedom in him, start a relationship with him because he's a, a loving, loving God. There's a photo that's going to pop up right now. And this is, this is a, uh, the guy in the middle there is called, his name is called Len. He was one of my dad's best, uh, best friends. And uh, Len used to live on the island of Guernsey, which is just off the UK somewhere. And and during World War II, when the, when the German army invaded his island, he, as, a, as a young child, he was shipped off to the mainland. And when he turned 18, uh, he was enlisted in the army uh, and got sent to India. And, but 57 years ago, uh, he'd had enough of the UK and helped his family out, decided to come to New Zealand. On his second day in New Zealand, uh, he was used to fix shoes. He was what they call a, a cobbler, uh, which is a, a boot repairer or shoe repairer. The second day in New Zealand, he met my dad. He invited him to church. He led him to the Lord. It changed my dad's life. It changed my dad's life who come from a dysfunctional family and, and incredibly uh, bound up with asthma in his body. He, he shouldn't have been alive. And, but 57 years ago, someone 
his invitation totally changed my dad's life. But here's the thing. It changed my life. Here's the thing. It's changing my children's life. That one simple invitation just, just didn't have an impact, an immediate impact on one person, but for the generations to come. How much could your invitation this week change someone's life, but not just their life, their, their, their children and their children's children, the generations that are to come can be completely turned around by a, by a simple invitation. Come on, let's pray right now. Father, Lord, I thank you that you're speaking to us today, oh God. And Lord, I, I thank you for the, the incredible churches in our, in our city, oh God, for amazing pastors. Lord, I pray today for, for every church in our city and in our nation, Lord God, that, that loves you, that is preaching the word of God. Lord, I pray today for just a move of God in our nation, Lord Jesus, drawing people in, Father. People coming to have a relationship with you, Father God, but, but also people getting stronger in their relationship with you, Lord. Going deeper and digging deeper into your word. And we'll just, Lord God, hearing your voice clearer and sharper than what we've ever done before, oh God. Lord, just like the, the early church, Father, as we, as we come together, as we get together and we, we celebrate, oh God, and as we, we get inspired by your word, Father God, and prepared for the week ahead with, with, with what you're saying and what the, the tools that you're giving us, Lord, I, Lord, I pray today. Lord, I would just ask that, Lord, right now you would deposit something to each heart right now. Deposit something into each heart right now, oh God, that, that you love them that you do have a plan, oh God. You do have a way through. You have a way around. Whatever we're facing in Jesus' name. Right here, right now, just wait. Maybe while every eye is closed and every head is bowed. And you might say, Daryl, I, I don't even know God. And, well, you might say that I'm f so far away from him and he can't even reach me. Well, can I say today that he loves you? He's got a plan and a purpose for your life. It, it doesn't matter what you've done or where you've been or, or what you've said because you know, he died on a cross for each one. That, and he died on that cross so he could take our stuff, the, the stuff that we call sin. And, and that's the stuff that separates us from God. And, and, and he, he gives us this free gift of freedom in him. And, and we get that freedom in him when we come to him and say, Jesus, today, I want you to be the Lord of my life. Take my stuff. And he will. Because he loves us so much that he gives us grace for today and hope for the future and freedom from our past. And so right here, right now, and in this place, why, just why every eye is closed, um, I'd like to invite you, if you're here and, and you say you're far away from God, can, I'd like to invite you to pray this prayer just silently in your heart after me. Pray this, pray, dear God, I know that you love me. And today, I choose to follow you. Lord, forgive me of my sin. I don't want to be separated from you anymore. I receive your forgiveness. I receive your love. Today I choose to follow you. Thank you for making me brand new. Amen. That's why every eye is closed, every head is bowed. And I'm not going to embarrass anybody right now, but, but nobody's looking around or nobody's walking around. And, and right now, I'm going to count to three. And if you prayed that prayer, I'd, like, I'd really like you to, to
to acknowledge that you prayed that prayer, really meaning it for me, just by, just by lifting your hand up so I can see him popping it down again. And, and then afterwards, we'd get you some information and some help on your next steps in your journey. But, but if you're here, you prayed that prayer for the first time. I'm going to count to three. I want you to slip your hand out really quickly. Go. One, two, three. Lift your hand right now. Hallelujah. 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 How many people? Any more hands this morning? Praise your name, oh God. Hallelujah. Come on, everybody. Can we give a big round of applause for all those who put their hands up this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, you're so good. Lord, you're so good. Father God, we thank you for your love. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your grace and your mercy. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Bless you, church. Awesome. Can we give Daryl a hand for that? It was so good.